Hello, and welcome to the Art of Selling Online Courses. We're here to share winning strategies and secret hacks from top performers in the online course industry. My name is John Ainsworth, and today's guest is Rick Mulready. He's the host of the Art of Online Business podcast, a business coach and online ads expert helping course creators, coaches, and entrepreneurs create more profit and more impact with less hustle in their online businesses. Now, today, what we're going to be talking about is Facebook ads and where it fits, why you should diversify your marketing channels and your traffic, when to start doing it, what you need to have in place, the importance of knowing your customer avatar before you get started with any ads, how to get started with it all. Now, before we get going with that, I just want to talk to you about a really useful resource you can have, which is if you've got an online course business and you're wondering how much more money you could be making from funnels and having email marketing in place, then what we can do is we can figure out a personalized profit increase report for you. So go to courseprofitreport.com and fill in. It's about 10 questions. Take a few minutes to go fill it in. And we will go through and do a review of your site and review of your business and help you figure out how much more money you could be making from your online course business. So that's courseprofitreport.com. Now back to the show. Rick, thanks so much for coming on today. Yeah, John, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So I covered it in the teaser earlier. Why is it that people should diversify their marketing channels and traffic? A lot of people have got their YouTube audience or they've got their SEO traffic. Why should they have another source on top of that? Yeah, I mean, we saw it in middle of last year, right? 2021, or was it actually early 22? It, within the past eight to 10 months when Facebook and Instagram went down, right? For a period of time. And everybody was kind of freaking out because holy cow, this source of traffic, whether it was ads or just organic, went away for a short period of time. And that really opened people's eyes up to what is you know, basics of marketing in diversifying your traffic. Don't be so reliant on one channel. Now, with that said, it is important, this is going to sound counterintuitive, but it's, it's is important to get very good at one channel before moving on to the next. And so if people have their channel of YouTube or SEO or a podcast or whatever it might be, that's awesome. Get really, really good at that and then start adding additional channels one at a time. Again, getting really good at each channel before you do that. And what I see, a lot of people come to me in terms of ads, they they say that I'm getting really good organic traffic. Like they get, you know, great traffic from their social media or Instagram or, or what have you. Now I want to, they say, now I want to sort of add some fuel to that fire. I want to, to create a source of predictable leads from using ads, right? Because you can very much control that. You know, I'm spending this much money and this is how many leads I'm looking to get. Whereas organic, right? You can't control any of that. And so when you have that diversification of channels, you're not putting all your eggs in that one basket you're saying, oh, okay, you know what? I want to bring traffic over here from SEO. That's a very different type of traffic than say social media because SEO, like they're searching on things that they're looking for. And when you can show up in the rankings, that is a very different type of person coming into your world, if you will, 
than somebody seeing you on Instagram, what have you. Mm. So the more channels that you can have like that, again, don't start out with saying, okay, I'm going to be on five channels in the next six months, right? It's do it, do it slowly, learn as much as you can, practice it, get in there, keep doing it. And then once you get really good, then start adding additional channels. I mean, one of the things is, is getting good at the channel, but yep. what else do people need to have in place before they can start to run ads or like what's some of the indicators for you that it makes sense that it's possible that that could work? So you mentioned it earlier, John, it's like, you know, people throw around this ideal customer avatar terminology and and then they say, oh, it's, you know, it's John who's 30 years old from Austin, Texas. And that person has, is married and has two kids and they commute to blah, 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 blah. And that's, that's helpful. But what we really want to get into is the psychological part of mm -hmm. our target audience, right? What types of challenges are they going through? What are their pain points? What are they thinking? What are their goals? What are their aspirations? Why aren't they getting to wherever it is that they want to go, et cetera, et cetera. When you understand your audience on that depth of a level, your marketing and your sales is going to be so much easier because you have that depth of understanding. Mm. So that's the type of thing that you need to have in place before, frankly, you do any kind of marketing at all, whether it is creating a YouTube channel, because you have to understand who am I creating videos for? Who am I, why am I creating videos and who are they for? Mm. Right. Why am I writing articles on my website? Who are they for? What problems am I solving? What's my podcast about? Who am I speaking to? And it's exactly the same thing, obviously, with ads. And so before we start even go down, going down the ad route, we have to know what our target, you know, we have to know about our target customer, all the things I just mentioned as an example. Mm. Once we have that understanding is especially if we have an or any kind of organic traffic coming in, we need to be able to test different offers to them. Mm -hmm. And I, what, I, what I'm not necessarily referring to is a paid offer. Give, you know, offer up some lead magnets, right? Give them some sort of free value that can solve a problem for them very quickly. And so now you start testing based on, okay, which problem, which pain point am I going to solve with this lead magnet? And mm. you start testing different, different pain points or different challenges and solving those things and just seeing which one works the best. And you start refining that. I had so many people, you know, the whole reason that I expanded beyond just teaching Facebook ads several years ago is I was working with people and they were coming to me and saying, my Facebook ads aren't working my lead cost is too high, et cetera, et cetera. And it had nothing to do with like the actual setup of the, of the ads, like going into ads manager or anything like that. It was this understanding that exactly what we're talking about here, John is like, they didn't understand their target customer. Mm. They didn't understand their pain points and challenges and how they could uniquely solve those. You know, this is basic marketing and so in the, because they don't know, they didn't know that, they didn't have that depth of understanding, 
the lead magnet that they were using to build their list wasn't aligning with that audience because they didn't understand their audience. And so you've got to understand that audience. And once you do, then you start testing different freebies, if you will, to see which one is converting the best and also which one's resonating the most. Once you have that understanding and you can do that organically, right? Then you can start doing ads. Now, at the same time, if you want to speed up that testing, if you will, then you can run some ads and just start to see, see which, again, which lead magnet or which freebie works the best. And then once you have that knowledge, then you can start upping your ads game budget and, and, and all that stuff. What would you say? So I mean, one of the things that I always say to clients is that you've got to have a funnel that's converting with organic traffic before you could ever consider running it with ads. Because if you run a funnel, if it converts with organic, that doesn't mean it'll work with ads. But if it doesn't work with organic, it means it's definitely not going to work with ads. Because it's just like the warm audience is going to convert better than the one that's coming in cold from Facebook ads. Yeah. So first of all, would you agree? And secondly, if you do, well, let's just start with that. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. I think that, you know, I would even say it's not even necessarily organic. And we might be talking about the same thing, but I'll just sort of caveat this with okay. if we can use ads to grow our email list. Mm -hmm. So just like I just mentioned, so let's just say we have a hundred people on our email list, right? And then from those people, we start nurturing them, building a relationship with them. And then we can start putting them into a funnel that we've put together and testing the funnel that way. Then, then exactly to your point, John is like, all right, is it working? Is it not? What if, if it's not working, what isn't working? Right. And just breaking down each part of the funnel. Once you start to get some success from that, then yes, absolutely. You can start sending cold traffic to through it, mm. but it doesn't necessarily have to be like, oh, I'm sending people to the funnel from Instagram, which you can totally do. I would rather see people build their email list. Again, going back to the previous point that we just talked about, nurturing them and then making offers to them. And sort of at that point, you're using your email list, which is warm traffic as sort of your, you know, testing ground, if you will. And once you get that down, then yes, then you can sort of, you know, turn on the, the water spigot, if you will, of, okay, I'm going to put some money into it and try to get more cold traffic or tr try to get more traffic through this funnel because I know it's converting for my warm traffic. I think a lot of people believe that the funnel will convert in the same way when they start sending cold traffic through it. And that's just not the case. It's just, you know, it's, th I have this relationship with this group of people over here on my email list or even, you know, on social media or what have you, or on YouTube versus these people don't even know who I am, you know, nothing about me. You know, their stage of awareness is they, they have no awareness of, of me or the solution that I offer. That audience is going to convert very differently. Okay. So if I've got it right, the way you look at this is you do want to have another traffic source. So that might be adding on to your SEO, adding on ads, because, you know, different traffic sources can stop. Instagram did, Facebook did, SEO traffic definitely can stop. Google is notorious for changing the rules and yeah, uh, sure. switching that around. 
The first thing you need to do though, is you have to make sure you've got good at one traffic source before you move on to another one. If you're going to start with ads, then make sure you start off with your customer avatar, understanding what they're after, understanding what kind of lead magnets you might point somebody to. And your model is you're suggesting you point people from the ads at maybe a small monthly budget into an email list, start to build up the email list, warm up the email list through useful, helpful content, and then make offers to them. And then once that's starting to work and you're like, okay, this is kind of effective, then maybe you send, start sending more ads in as well. Absolutely. I don't think I know one of the big mistakes that people make is that, you know, they've got, let's just say it's a whatever, $79 course. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Oh, I want to, I want to sell this course with ads. And so they just start sending ad traffic directly to, you know, the sales page of that course. It's just, it's not going to work because you're again, going back to, you are advertising to people who have no idea who you are. Mm. And so you're like, I usually have my wallet right around here as a prop, but I don't have it right here. <laughs> but you're asking people to like take out their credit card yeah. who you who don't even know you. They have no, re- you have no relationship, right? They don't know you. They don't trust you. They don't know anything about you, but you're asking them to take out their credit card and pay you $79, $49, $30, $500 whatever that might be, we mm. need to build that relationship with them first and then make the ask. But you've got to add value. You've got to build that relationship. And then talking about the funnels earlier, John, is like that's where you're taking them through. Now, if you have like a, you know, an, a very inexpensive offer, let's just say it's a $7 offer, or $9 offer, or even, you know, $19 or something like that, that can work. But I don't recommend that for, you know, for people who are just starting out in their course business and with ads, because you've got to know, going back to, it sounds like a broken record, going back to what we talked about earlier, you've got to know the target customer. You've got to know the, the real depth of that target customer, their, their challenges, their pain points, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, one of the things I say to people about with ads, because a lot of people tell me they want to, maybe they don't have any traffic yet, but they want to start with ads. I'm like, okay, if what you're hoping to do is make money on the front end from ads, then what you've got to get right is product market fit, which is hard. (laughs) It's not a small task in and of itself. You've got to understand your audience. You've got to understand the messaging. You've got to get the right messaging. You've got to get the right graphics to go with it to get people's attention and get them to actually pay attention to what's written and then they read it and then you've got to send them through to a funnel and in the funnel you've got to convert those people so the funnel's got to be effective and and the whole time throughout this you're spending money and if it doesn't work you don't know which bit it is that doesn't work really Mm -hmm. like you you can do some work around that you go okay well people are clicking on the ads but they're not buying but you don't know for definite if it's product market fit or the you know is it the funnel that's not working and so on yeah it's like, it's really hard. Whereas, I mean, the model we do is we generally work with people who've already got organic traffic. So like we test it with the organic before we start the ads. Your model you're talking about is run ads to a lead magnet, warm them up so that they're now a warm audience and then then promote something. But both of them are much, much easier than <laughs> oh, <laughs> just oh. cold traffic to offer, you know. A hundred percent. And it's the people who run that, run the ads to cold traffic to directly to an offer and it doesn't work. And they say, well, Facebook or Instagram ads yeah. don't work. <laughs> you know, like I'm never doing this again. I've heard that 
you know, I've been doing this for doing the Facebook ads for 10 years, uh, well, 12 years now. And I've yeah. heard that so many times and it's not that ads don't work. It's all the other stuff that we're talking about here. Yeah. If you do it badly, things don't work. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, right. this is, this is one of the reasons why I get people to put the ads off until last. It's like, okay. I mean, our model is, you know, get them to do email marketing, good sales pages, good checkout pages, order bumps, upsells regular email promotions then set up your best offer as a tripwire funnel behind a lead magnet and then once all of that is optimized and converting then let's test some ads in that and let's see yep. but it's yep. like there's a lot of stages that people are kind of missing first okay yeah and cool. the key there is you're i mean you're big into data john i mean the the big key here is like try not to look at the funnel overall hmm. to try to diagnose if you will what's going on because that's overwhelming and what do we do when we get overwhelmed? We often freeze and don't do anything. So it's like, okay, here's the overall, overall funnel, the results, but now let's start going through that funnel piece by piece and figuring out how each piece is working. And that's how you start to diagnose, if you will, what's ap actually happening in the, in the funnel and what types of things can we test to, to see if it, if it changes things. Do you have any benchmark data that you look at in terms of like, okay, if the sales page is converting worse than this, or if the, this percentage of the email list isn't buying anything like that, that you look at when you're trying to figure out, well, what part of the funnel do I need to fix? Yeah, it's a good question. So, I mean, generally, and, and this is the worst answer ever, but generally it it's going to differ, right? From, from niche to niche. Yeah. But when you're sending traffic to like a freebie or lead magnet, I like to see at least, at least a 20% conversion rate. Basically, that means 20% of the people who are landing on the opt-in, you know, the opt-in page or the registration page are actually opting in. I like to say at least 25 and higher, but minimum 20% and higher. As far as a sales page conversion, this is where people sort of, they kind of like have a big breakdown over it because they're like, wait, my sales page is only converting at 3%, right? Well, mm -hmm. if you're selling a thousand dollar course, 3% conversion rate is really good. Yeah. Right. And so the sales page conversion rate is really going to, you know, as far as a benchmark goes, it's going to differ depending on the price of the, of the course. And also what kind of traffic am I sending to that? Am I sending people who have been on my email list for five years and they open my emails and they haven't bought anything yet, but now, you know, I'm going to send them to this offer. Well, mm -hmm. that likely is going to convert higher than say cold traffic again. But right. in addition, if we're selling, a, you know, again, I've used that example before, $79 course versus a $1,000 course, our conversion rate is generally going to be different there because of the, the price points. In general, though, everybody wants to know, like, well, all right, just give me a benchmark, right? Give me some sort of number. If you're doing like between like two and 6% conversion rate on the sales page, you're doing quite well. Mm. The problem is most people think like, oh, my sales page isn't converting like my opt-in page at 20%. Something's wrong. Yeah. No, that's not the case at all. Yeah, we're seeing with... Um one of the things that we like to break that down into is like, well, what percentage of them click through to this checkout page? And then what percentage of the checkout page are them buying and checkout page? We're looking normally at about 12 to 18%. Yeah. Um, and so that's another example, John of like, okay, how many people landed on my sales page? 
Mm. Okay. It was a hundred people. How many of those people click through to the checkout page? Yeah. How many of those people from the checkout page actually purchase? And you can start to see if the, if you have a good amount of people clicking from the sales page to the order form page, but then not, not actually finishing the purchase. Well, then you start to look at, oh, okay, why is that happening? Is it the functionality of the page? Is the way it looks? You know, obviously you have all kinds of things where it's like, oh, somebody came to the door, my phone rang and they get distracted and they have, you know, 60 tabs open in your browser and then the page is lost. Of course, that's going to happen. But these, these stats that you're looking at breaking down each step, again, they tell, they tell a very specific picture that it's kind of like you're an investigator. You're trying to figure out, okay, which part, and I love this part, like trying to figure out what's going on. Mm. Um, but yeah, tracking like, all right, how many people land on my sales page of those people, how many went to my order form of those people, how many actually, uh, completed the purchase. Mm. Yeah. And the other ones we track at that point are how many bought the order bump and how many bought the upsell as well, because that's average order value. You know, you can add another 40% to your, maybe 30 to 40% to your revenue from adding yeah. those in as well. So absolutely. Yep. Nice. Okay. So we've talked through why it's important to diversify channels, what things you need to have in place before you start doing Facebook ads. And it's quite a few things, but really one of the crucial ones was understanding your audience. If someone's thinking about getting started, then it sounds like the first thing you'd suggest is driving traffic just to a lead magnet, get them to get those people to opt in. They want at least a 25% opt-in rate. Is there anything else at that stage that you're like, okay, right, the next bit that people missed here is this or, you know, any other kind of uh, uh, tips for people at that stage? Yeah, generally, if the opt-in page is less than 25%, and I'm not talking like 23%, I'm talking like if it's 8%, let's just as an example, generally, generally, it's a lack of congruency between the ad and the landing page. What I mean by that is you want to make sure that when people uh, click on your ad and go to the landing page, that they get to that page and they're like, oh yeah, there's like, I, I'm in the right place. This lines up with what I just clicked on. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes some people will have a, a a landing page and it has like, it looks completely different. The copy is different and all this, and people are just going to click away. Right. Mm -hmm. And when that's happening, by the way, the AI between, be behind Facebook's at Facebook ads or the algorithm, if you will, it's seeing that it's picking up on that. It's picking up on, oh, this ad is driving traffic, but when people get there, they're not taking the action what you've asked Facebook that you want more of, like in this case here, conversions, right? And so that's actually hurting your overall ad performance from a delivery perspective and so on and so on. That's more advanced. But yeah, if you're looking at a very low conversion rate on the opt-in page, generally, generally the issue is lack of congruency between the ad and the landing page. So you want to use the same copy, meaning like a headline, for example, same headline that's in the ad on the landing page. If you've got an image, if for example, or what have you in the ad, might not be a bad idea to have that same image somewhere on the sort of, you know, above the fold, right. if you will, on the landing page. The other thing that can really help you with better performing ads 
And again, it goes back to understanding your target audience. I like to look at, okay, let's break down what are three to five challenges or pain points that your audience is having. And then based on that list that you create, what is the angle? You know, some people call it a hook. I like to call it angle. What is the angle that I can speak to about said problem or challenge at the very top of your ad copy in the mm -hmm. first one to two sentences? The idea here is we are doing this to get the attention of our target customer um, yep. you know, in, the in the ads that we're, that we're targeting. Especially these days, Facebook in the past year and a half with iOS 14.5, et cetera, they've removed a lot of targeting options. However, the, again, the AI or the algorithm is very, very smart. The idea of Facebook ads these days is creative, meaning the ad itself, mm -hmm. the image or the video that you use, the ad copy, the headline, all that together, you've got to be willing to test until you find what works. And you're doing that by targeting a broader audience. Whereas years ago, we would never target, just as an example, people interested in entrepreneurship. I'm just throwing this out there because that audience is massive, right? Whereas today, I would totally target that audience. And you're, what you're trying to do is you're trying to, you're using the ad itself, the, the, the creative, to speak to your specific audience within the overall entrepreneurship audience. Like that's kind of a bad example because it's it really is that huge. You mm -hmm. could do that when you're scaling and stuff, but that's more advanced stuff. That is the key now to Facebook and Instagram ads. It's the creative and being willing to test lots of different variations and iterations of the ads so that you're finding the people within these broader audiences. And that's where Facebook's AI and our algorithm gets, you know, that's where it comes in because it's so smart. It's much smarter than we are to be able to find the people that we're looking for. Surely not smarter than us, right? Well, you know, not, <laughs> not the two of us here, but it's pretty yeah. darn smart. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> All right. Perfect. So hopefully if you're listening to this, this has given you a good understanding of when you should start looking at ads, where it fits in, what the overall structure is, what some of the important stages are. If somebody is listening and they want to know more about ads, where could they go to learn more, more wisdom from you? Yeah. I mean, the podcast would be a great place to start. I mean, I think okay. I'm on episode like 618 or something like that. I've been <laughs> doing this a long time and um, I'm always doing, you know, ad episodes mixed in with you know, this is the Art of Online Business podcast. So ads are just one piece of the puzzle, but I talk about ads a lot on the show. So yeah, the Art of Online Business podcast, we're on all the major podcast platforms that where you listen to shows, that'd be a great place to start. Nice. So the Art of Online Business, and that's, uh, that's going to get you some amazing wisdom about ads and a lot more about business. I've definitely listened to a bunch from you and learned some, uh, Thanks, some awesome stuff. So uh, yeah, totally recommend it. Thanks so much for listening found this interview useful and you want to get future episodes then please subscribe wherever you listened and rick thanks so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with everybody absolutely thanks john appreciate it